Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 401st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is baseball actually getting underway last week in Washington, D.C. with the Nationals, world champion, defending world champion Nationals, hosting the Yankees in what turned out to be record viewership numbers. So now the season is officially started, uh, which with, uh, and, and I, might, I might add with the uh, first pitch from Dr. Fauci. And as I heard often after the first pitch, uh, and he would be the first to say it, stick to the day job. Uh, and we'll just leave it at that. But unfortunately, my highlight of the week of baseball getting underway uh, leads directly into my low light of the week, which is the news this morning that approximately a dozen or so Florida Marlins tested positive for the coronavirus, uh, leading to the cancellation of their home opener tonight, scheduled in, of course, Miami, maybe the epicenter for the entire country. Uh, for the outbreak that has been plaguing much of the country for basically the entire month of July. And the Marlins were playing the Phillies over the weekend. So as the ripple effect of this, which is going to be tremendous, but the immediate ripple effect of this is that the Yankees at Phillies game was postponed as well. Uh, scheduled for tonight, I believe, um, simply for obvious reasons that uh, the Yankees, as the visiting team, you don't want them in the Marlins clubhouse. So again, that is just a, uh, you know, obvious, obvious ripple effect, but the ripple effect will be tremendous. Uh, I think this is exactly what was the greatest fear for everyone from teams themselves to leagues to uh, fans. And now it has become a reality where basically a significant part of a team uh, has tested positive and now leading to immediately and correctly to cancellations of two games for tonight. So where it goes from here uh, is anyone's guess. As we all know, uh, the NBA and the NHL are actually starting this week. Um, And NFL camps are opening up tomorrow. So it's on for the three other major American sports, North American sports, I should say. And... Now, obviously, those three leagues have to just be uh, wondering about everything as we all are, because, again, I think this has been uh, the concern of everybody. If something like this would happen, if 12 more, you, you know, if you're at the NBA, you have to be thinking, you know, if 12 Marlins can get it, can more than five or 
you know, up to 10 or as in the entire, an entire NBA team uh, test positive. So that's just one of many potential examples. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, it, it serves as a tremendous cautionary note to the other three leagues. Um, as again, they're literally all starting this week. It's just, we all know that the NBA has been in the bubble. Uh, the NHL, I think the Bruins, I'm up here in Boston. I think they flew up yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, to Toronto, uh, with the other NHL Eastern division teams, the Western division teams are all landing likely as we speak, if not already in Edmonton, uh, NFL camps starting across the country tomorrow, as in 32 teams, including right down the street from me, uh, the New England Patriots and Cam Newton. Um, so, again, it's uh, the timing of this is, uh, shall we say, so 2020. But in a certain way, if it was going to happen, it's probably best to happen now so that everybody can. Uh, get their precautions uh, at, you know, the highest level possible because, again, this is the situation that I think everybody has been thinking about since day one about the restart of sports. As Glenn Ordway likes to say on uh, local sports talk radio up here in Boston, what if? And uh, the what if has happened. So with the Florida Marlins and it's going to be uh, fascinating to watch how it all pans out. Of course, to state the obvious, the two outside sports are baseball and football played outside in stadiums uh, are both uh, basically living at home and traveling to and from games, practices, training camps, whatever you want to say, whereas the two Inside sports, the NBA and the NHL, uh, and for that matter, the WNBA, are all in bubbles. NBA in Orlando, of course, and uh, NHL in Toronto and Edmonton. So, uh, you know, we've all heard uh, countless times uh, outside versus inside having to do with uh, coronavirus and precautions. Uh, again, to state the obvious, Restaurants opened outside long before they opened inside, and many aren't open inside at all, but are still open outside. That tells you all you need to know about the difference. Um, and on a somewhat related note, my bizarre story of the week is Lou Williams of the Los Angeles Clippers of the NBA going outside the bubble and visiting a gentleman's club in Atlanta uh, where he had to go for... I believe family reasons, and now as uh, the NBA has uh, announced that he needs to quarantine quarantine for ten days, and so that is underway. And Lou Williams, longtime veteran, uh, been in the league well over a decade, and so. That happened. So now we're into, uh, again, just, and that was coming out of the bubble. Keep in mind, uh, tough to keep up with it all, but I remember hearing sometime in the last week or so that I think the NBA at some point or whatever had conducted 350 or so tests and zero came back positive, which, of course, uh, was a strong statement that the bubble was working. So, welcome to sports in 2020, and for that matter, life in general uh, in 2020. And we will see how it's all going to, uh, you know, to pan out. Um, but this is going to be a week like no other. I think it has started off with this news about the Marlins on a Monday morning. Uh, in the very week where the other three major sports are scheduled to start 
again, we all know the NBA has been in the bubble. NHL has arrived at their bubble. And NFL training camps, basically, for the most part, begin tomorrow, if, if not all of them. So, yeah, so it's uh, quite the convergence of events, to put it mildly. So we will see how how everything goes. Um, but again, this is uh, this is the new normal here in 2020. And uh, uh, when we next talk next week, I'm sure there'll be a lot of things will have occurred this week. Uh, as always, as always, we went from no news to what appears these days to just be an overwhelming amount of news. Uh, luckily, some of it on the field with baseball. And some of it off the field uh, as well. So now, let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. So glad to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for calling in, and uh, good to have you. And as I talked about for the entire first segment, uh, really seismic news in the world of sports, uh, the new normal of 2020, where a dozen or so Florida Marlins baseball players uh, tested positive thereby canceling, I believe, not only tonight, but I just saw tomorrow night, too, the home opener tonight, and tomorrow's game, too, down in Miami. And they also canceled the Yankees at Phillies game because the Marlins had been in Philadelphia over the weekend for a series. So it's, uh, 
it's just a crazy world, AP, and I think this is the biggest fear that everyone had, to say the least, as around the, the restart of any sports, let alone yeah, all sports. Yes, and I think that that was the fear to have a cluster of players contract the virus, and then you're in a situation where you have to cancel games, and I'm not sure the answer to how you rectify that situation moving forward. I couldn't agree more, and I'm looking right at a headline here on ESPN. Yankees-Phillies postponed. Marlins just played in Philadelphia, and it says, like, outbreak in clubhouse is what uh, in the Philadelphia Phillies clubhouse is really what virus outbreak in clubhouse. So that's what we're talking about is that, and that's why the Yankees at Phillies tonight is postponed. So again, uh, Marlins just played in Philadelphia, comma, amid reported virus outbreak in clubhouse. That's ESPN on the screen as we speak. So that that's, Kind of the worst case in a, in a weird way. Um, you know, positive tests anywhere, anytime are not good. But the, the, this raises even more questions in addition to the 1,001 questions we already have just from the 12 players or so testing positive, as well as perhaps others uh, on the staff. Yeah, John, and I'm sure that they've thought of every answer and scenario and when this happens, I don't think there's a good one. No, there really isn't. I, I, I posed the question. Uh, oh, here's another one. Marlins remain in Philadelphia. They're, so they're still in Philadelphia. That's breaking news that I did not realize, that the Marlins are still in Philadelphia. So haven't left. Um, sorry. I, I Sorry to the audience. I'm reading this on the screen, but I think it's uh, – you know, relevant. Um, but, you know, AP, I talked about, like, it's just unbelievable timing. It's, we'll call it 2020 timing. Uh, that, of course, NFL training camps basically stated open tomorrow. NBA started to play, actually play. They've been in the bubble, as we know, but play this week. NHL starting to schedule to play this week. So the timing of this is just incredible and Frankly, it has to be casting a bit of a cloud over all four major North American sports. Yeah, I mean, college football is upon us. And the next couple of days, I think you hear the ACC come up with their plan, the SEC, some of the other Power Five conferences. And I know that it's so important to them monetarily to fulfill some of these TV contracts. But they won't have the fans in the stands. Um, Johnny, take a place like the University of Alabama. If they don't let the students attend, you have to return all those activity fees. That's that's thirty or forty thousand uh, people at the university. Significant number. Yeah, AP. I mean, it's you know, and I hadn't gotten to college football, which of course is our sweet spot that you and I love to talk about. Um, that that's almost in a way the elephant in the room. And I say that because we don't know what's happening there. Whereas, as I just said, we know what's happening in the four major North American sports for better and worse. Um, But yeah, you know, AP, I mean, just to throw a little twist in it to go local here, you know, obviously I live here in in Boston and we get about 100,000 college students on a typical year flow into the city on one weekend, basically Labor Day weekend. Well, the governor of Massachusetts just implemented an August 1st quarantine for 14 days for anybody coming in from states other than non-COVID hotspots, which are many, mostly states surrounding Massachusetts. It's like literally there's a fence around this state. Um, so that applies obviously to college students, needless to say. Yeah. Um, I think there's like seven exempt states like Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont, you know, Maine, you know, bordering states uh, that can come in without quarantining or presenting a positive COVID test. So AP, it just got me thinking like, you know, it's not just Massachusetts. I mean, this all is relevant to the overall, I think, college football situation. 
Yeah, John, there's no question. I mean, you see some of the smaller uh, conferences canceling, playing the string. I think the SWAC was one of those. Uh, you see the Mid-American Conference probably going to be affected because maybe they're just going to play the conference games at the Power Five. So I know you're going to have some legal repercussions trying to re- recoup some of the contract money because it's vitally important to them. Million dollars, million and a half dollars per game. Uh, I just, it's it's something that, you know, has not happened for 100 plus years. Of course, it's more involved now. Much bigger financial implications. So, Billions John, this is something that, like I say, in the next couple of days, we're going to hear from those Power Five conferences. What is their plan? And what, what are some of their contingencies as well? Yes, I talked about a massive week with all four, you know, baseball underway and the other three getting going uh, this week. And I didn't even, you know, I wanted to save the college football for you since you're such an expert on the topic and up to date on everything going on. But AP, you know, we might, it sounds like we're adding that into the mix of what could make this, frankly, a momentous week, a week that perhaps we'll look back on and say that was the week. Uh, you, you know, the high impact week, we'll say, in all of it. But yeah. AP, yeah, the, I'm going to go yeah, ahead. Yeah, the day the, the, the pom pom stopped. <laughs> Let's hope not, but you very well may have hit the nail absolutely on the head, as you always do. AP, I'm just going to go a little old school, and by that I mean let's just go back a month or two here to what was said, if I remember correctly, I think it was the Michigan chancellor said a while back, uh, if students aren't on campus, football team won't be on campus, let alone other sports. I don't even know. I haven't heard that statement uttered since then. I don't even know where it all stands. We all know some football players have been in camps, college football, at their colleges. We all know there have been some positive tests, you know, voluminous in some cases. Uh, Is there any validity to that now? I mean, will colleges now play? Well, I I think they're going to have some students on campus and there'll be virtual classes. I mean, yeah, like Michigan State, I think they shut things down right now in Rutgers as well because there's so many people test, like let's say 10 plus, 12, 14, something like that. So I think they've, they've uh, scaled back at the moment. But, you know, John, there's so much television money that is riding on their ability to play these games. But I, I right. thought, John, and of course, you know, I'm just, I'm no, I'm not a scientist or anything, just a personal observation. I thought that they brought the players in in June right and then there would be a chance to test them of course and then some would contract the virus and they would maybe go through the team and by the time August September comes around everybody be fairly healthy I mean but you know you have to consider the coaches are older the athletic trainers staff I mean it has to run through them as well Correct. And I, I, again, I believe maybe some staff members were affected in this Marlin situation, but I'm not positive about that. Um, but anyway, you're right, AP. I mean, we just, you know, we know there are older coaches. I mean, set out a total respect. Mac Brown, if I'm not mistaken, is you know, he's up there and down at North Carolina. And uh, but there's a lot of them out there. We all we all know that, again, to state the obvious uh and there are, there's just so many considerations here that go beyond, you know, just players, uh, you know, healthy guys in their early 20s, shall we say. Um, so that, that's what makes the whole thing is it just so vexing. And as we really found out this morning, you know, the ultimate moving target. If ever there was one, this could be the new standard of the definition of a moving target. Because it, it feels day-to-day in our daily lives and in certainly concerning sports. Yes, absolutely, John. You just, you know, I think it's very, very difficult, John, to keep someone from contracting the virus. I mean, even wearing the mask, you, know, you do your very best. But I would say that being on campus, having the medical support staff, you're not, let's say, 
uh, in contact with your family, your grandparents, some of the more vulnerable population. I, I say it's a good thing, I believe, to be on campus now. They're, you know, they're asking the players to compete. Some might view that as uh, be beyond beyond the call of duty. Right, right. It's uh, yeah. I mean, let's not forget the families of the college athletes in this particular case, football players, and in, in all of this. Um, you, you know, they're, they're they're it's their kids, <laughs> you know, and. and uh, you know, in many cases, AP for freshmen, obviously they're you know, had not leaving home for the first time, and uh, that, that that can be carry a lot of emotions with it in a normal year. But you yeah, factor in COVID and playing football and all that, and it's just overwhelming. It can be just overwhelming. Uh, but these kids, again, going away on a scholarship, it's, they're, they're living their dream. This is what they've worked for most of their life for is that college scholarship, you know, at age 17, 18, 19. And here it is, and this is what they're dealing with. So, like you just said, it goes so far beyond the actual players um, that it's just, uh, again, really an overwhelming situation to deal with. It really is. Yeah, John. I mean, um, I, I just, I just don't have a, a good uh, feeling of what's going to happen down the road. Even if they start the games, you know, let's say you have the quarterbacks all together, or the offensive linemen, or what about the head coach, John? If they becomes infected, right? Exactly. Yes. Just. Uh... Anyone. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, and then there's all just personnel surrounding the program, trainers, what have you, coaching staff, like you said, uh, just on and on and on. I mean, you know, and then you get into traveling to games, that type of thing. And I know, obviously, Big Ten, Pac-12 have gone to conference only. That reduces the travel, I think, in most cases, if not all. That pushes back the start of the season till something that sounds like mid-September, if, if maybe a little later. Um, so yeah, the, again, just so many factors. But you know, yeah, we're all familiar and, with the phrase and, and delay, John, "delay, delay, delay." <laughs> yeah, and, and John, the other thing is because they're trying to play the conference games. I believe what their intentions is have some uniformity in the protocol. Right. Right, because the Power Five conferences, I've heard the test is maybe sixty to a hundred dollars. So you're going to have a, the uh, uh, guidelines and and everything that you shall follow for that conference. And then if you play a team like, for instance, uh, you know Alabama is been been discussions with BYU. I mean, they're probably going to send them a letter of, of guidelines. If you were going to play this game, this needs to be done. You need to have these, this amount of tests. We need to have a record of it before we play the ball game. Uh, so, so there's some legalities involved to, to protect, you know, the teams in the power five conference, a specific way. Right. Exactly. It's just, again, so much to think about. Um, to say the least. But AP, it's time for our first break. So uh, why don't we take a short break here and lots to get to on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. 
Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we, of course, were talking about uh, in the previous segment, college football, will it or won't it happen? Sounds like some, some decisions are coming up uh, this week, so we may have a much better feel uh, by the end of this week. But AP, you know, I think one of the schools, conferences you mentioned, potentially making some announcements, if not decisions this week, or is the ACC correct? Yes, yeah, they should probably be making an announcement. I think maybe about Wednesday. All right, all right. And uh, so, AP, you know, I'm up here in Boston, as I said, and I also in the previous segment discussed how August 1st, new rules go into effect here in Massachusetts requiring anybody entering the state to to fill out a form and quarantine for 14 days or else present a positive COVID test taken within 72 hours. So let me just pose this out there as food for thought, AP. So Miami, perhaps the epicenter of COVID-19 right now in all of America, if not the world, uh, the hottest of hotspots. Um, Miami, I have no idea if it's supposed to be a home game for Boston College or not, not a clue. But as an example, if if Miami were supposed to play at BC this year, or they're in the same conference, so if they go conference only, you know, and frankly, it's every state in the union, except about a half a dozen states, you have to do this quarantine thing to get into Massachusetts. So how's that all going to play out, AP, the University of Miami, or frankly, Whoever might be coming in from out of state, I haven't, you know, I just need to think of some of the ACC teams, North Carolina, Clemson, whoever's coming in for home games. Uh, but, you know, well, how's that going to work out? Because uh, I can tell you one thing, AP, I'm sure you're familiar, as is probably all of our listeners. Massachusetts is one tough state. We really went uh, on the regulations. We really, really went through it. Uh April and May were hell. There's no other way to say it. And a lockdown, and they've been the slowest of slow in reopening. And, of course, we have the best numbers uh, basically in the country. 
and they plan to keep it that way, AP, I can assure you. <laughs> so, how's oh, it yeah, visiting right, yeah, been here to play? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, John, that if, if a team has to come into town, as you said, from Florida, or some state that the hot spot, I mean, that's got to be in the guidelines between those two schools. Uh, right. I would say that, John, if you tested everybody from that school and provide the proof, I think that's probably going to be in the memos. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, so much to think about, but it is fascinating. And, and I think I'm saying that because, AP, I can assure you, if there's one state that I believe, based on the past four or five months, that will not make exceptions for anything or anybody, including sports, uh, you know, it's it's Massachusetts. Um, yes. You know, we were the last state, for instance, to open up for golf. And there was a period of time, maybe a few days, maybe a week or so, where we were the only state in America without golf. Um so, you, you know, that kind of set the tone uh, of how it was going to unfold, and it's been very deliberate uh, uh, up here with the way the reopening has occurred. And uh, so, yeah, it's just such a perfect example, again, because, you know, I don't know, it, it feels like most the big power five, I'm guessing, are going to go conference only. And I'm only using BC because I live here. <laughs> and, you know, right, right. Yeah, I, yeah I, I think that'll be the overall tendency. Like I said, the SEC, you know, you have Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech. I think those games will be uh, tried, tried to include it in, in this revised schedule. Correct. Correct. Um yeah, it's, again, conference only two obvious things stick out. I believe it allows the conferences to start their, the, the schools to all start their seasons a little later. I don't think most, if any, schools have, especially the Power Five, have a conference game before, say, mid-September. And then, it obviously, then it will reduce travel, um, theoretically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Yes. but I, I almost think we're, we've reached a point, AP, where, you know, it just buys them a couple weeks. And these days, a couple weeks is helpful, but I don't know how helpful, you, you know, I, I mean, let's face it, you know, and I'm no doctor, but the track record would indicate that, you know, these things don't, having lived through it here in Boston, these things don't, uh, don't end quickly. Like if all the numbers started dropping and it appears they did in some of the hot spots around the country over the weekend, but you know, it's, it's not an overnight thing, AP, you know, it's, it's a month, six long, six week long process of like getting down to what we'll just call manageable, which, you know, just simply, uh, again, may just buy an extra couple of weeks, uh, you know, given the state of affairs, you know, given the surges around the country, most states having increased, uh, you know, this basically uh, gives the college football conferences, the Power Five, the opportunity to at least maybe see the numbers starting to drop. So that, that, that's a good thing. But yeah, their list just goes on and on with, uh, you know, with how, uh, how colleges are going to, to handle it. You know, for me, it was kind of interesting uh, where this weekend uh, I walked around Fenway Park while games were occurring, including <laughs> opening night with no fans in the stadium, but yet... Uh, you know, people in all the restaurants, literally, they opened up new restaurants and outdoor seating areas, bars, uh, behind the Green Monster. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of activity, AP. It was a fascinating uh, study, shall we say, you know, just walking around with right. my mask and, you know, walking around outside right under the Green Monster and 
tons of people. Um, yeah, they were they were wearing their masks, John. They're people pretty are diligent. AP, uh, I was in Boston a fair amount this weekend, as it turned out. Uh, 95%, if not more, everybody wears masks up here, period. There, there's no other way to say it. I, I was really, you know, frankly, I was in areas of Boston I hadn't been in six months. And uh, <laughs> and so I was just watching for it. It was on my mind, and uh, it was overwhelmingly uh, a mask state. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I say 95%. I'm really not. So that was good. That was good. You know, I had mine yeah, on, yeah, walked all around absolutely. Fenway Park. But make no mistake about it, AP. We're talking about, uh, you know, whatever, one to 2,000 people in the restaurants in and around Fenway Park. Um, you know, and, you know, it was funny. They had, like, buses lined up. You know, at one point it was near the end of the one of the games against the Orioles. And, and I think I saw like a player, I was walking outside Fenway in a robe walking upstairs. So ostensibly to take, uh, I've been hearing this maybe happening a shower in a suite as opposed to a locker room. I don't know that to be a fact. Don't know that it was right. a player either, but somebody in a robe no. post game <laughs> just yesterday. So a lot of interesting wow. stuff, a different world. Yes. Yes, yes, it sure is, yeah. And uh, like I say, this college football, I mean, it's the answers will be coming up in the statements in a couple of days. And uh, if they're going to be able to complete the whole season, that probably be a miracle, John. I know. I know. Um, yeah, it's just going to be... Uh you know, this is it. It's it feels like AP, and you know we've we, we've reached the turning point. Uh, you know, with again all four, the three other sports ready to roll this weekend. College football decisions coming down, baseball underway, but with a massive issue occurring today with a dozen or so Marlins testing positive. So uh, this could be the week that was. And we'll just see how it all turns out. But AP, uh, time to take uh, our second break. And uh, still a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is basically any NBA or NHL game because they begin this week. Hard to believe we've arrived. The official restart of two of the four major American sports, NFL training camps, Basically, start as early as tomorrow. But yeah, Thursday, this Thursday, Jazz at Pelicans as the first official NBA game. And then on at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, TNT. And then I'm showing the NHL Saturday, this Saturday, August 1st, Rangers of Hurricanes at noon on NBC Sports Network. And AP, basically off we go. Um you know, but uh, it's nice to even see that they're like scheduled and scheduled to be played within this very week. Um, baseball's going, but have cancellations because of the Marlins situation. Um, so, AP, you know, there's been a little bit of doom and gloom and reality here on the show today for obvious reasons. In the same light, AP, I've been saying, I think I said last week on the show, we could be entering the greatest sports viewing period in the history of American sports in the next couple of months if everything holds. It yeah, literally- John, it'd, it'd be something. It'd, it'd be, so, you know, all these things are going to be happening. And I'm just, it, let me ask you this question, John. Every sport, do you think it's going to be different uh, situation? You know, maybe baseball, like you say, the Marlins, you know, quite a few contracted the disease and the virus and, you know, college football. Do you think it's, you know, one could proceed a little bit more smoothly? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, well, let's look to golf. Let's start with golf. They had a little few right. bumps at the beginning, yeah. but here they are. They're rolling. And by right. the way, Michael Thompson won this weekend's tournament. Um, and he's a golfer that you're familiar with, right? Right, yeah, University of Alabama, I think it was seven years since he's won, and now this gives him the opportunity to be on the PGA, the Masters, and some other big events, so that was a huge win for him in his career. Huge win, and congratulations to him. But to get to your question, AP, so golf is obviously, seems to be the perfect sport for yeah. uh, for the conditions we find ourselves in with coronavirus. Baseball is inherently... Minimal contact, I guess, would be a good word. Yes. Uh, yes. And but again, they are now facing their stiffest test. So the rubber is meeting the road as we speak. Yes. It's just that simple. Uh, basketball, football, hockey speak for themselves. Uh, they're all contact sports. I said at the beginning of the show, I talked inside versus outside. You know. Uh, Baseball, football, both played outside in stadiums. Basketball, hockey, inside, both in bubbles. Football, baseball, not in bubbles. Um, We all know it's better outside than inside, i.e. just look to your local restaurant (laughs) to see that difference where outdoor dining (laughs) is open and encouraged. Right. uh, Allowed. I won't say encouraged. Allowed. (laughs) Permitted. Yes. Yes. So, those are obvious screaming differences. So to really answer your question, AP, I mean, and it's a little harder to say this now than it was 24 hours ago, but it would appear to be baseball of the four major American sports. And we love our golf. Golf may be a major for me and for you, but maybe, you know, not for everybody. But uh, 
but it is yeah. for us. And I think golf, golf's kind of led the way a little bit here. You know, they, I don't know how much credit they're getting, and, but you know, it, it seems to be again the perfect sport. But they, it was not without its bumps in the early days. That's for sure. No, no, I think so. Yeah, so the uh, golf will probably proceed and, and finish out the season as opposed to the other sports. Yeah, and AP, you know, I'm talking about major, quote, the four major American uh, sports. And again, golf, we, we would add golf into that, not to mention NASCAR. Uh, but when I talked about the greatest month or two, potentially an American sports history for viewing viewership coming up um ap there's uh you know it's not just those sports that i just mentioned it's uh you know it's the kentucky derby on labor day weekend it's the indianapolis 500 i believe sometime in august it's the u.s open at Wingfoot outside new york in september not to mention the pga in san francisco in like a week or two um, as in yeah. majors, golf majors. So, again, it's it's going. You know, we've gone basically four months without any sports, and suddenly we're about to just be under deluge of almost like sports morning, noon, and night, and meaningful games, NBA and NHL playoff <laughs> games. You know, right? You're going to be flipping your dial, try to keep up. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to wear my DVR out. Who isn't? Um, <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. And, uh, you, the ultimate feast or famine situation. Um, but yeah. Um, and then you have baseball, of course, having a 60 day, 60 game season and then right to their playoffs, which were expanded. More teams will be in the playoffs. So, you know, every game is more meaningful than it has been in the past. And, uh, you know, with 162, so it's like the the calendar fast-forwarded to August 1st, and off we go. But AP, we're at the end of the show. I really want to thank you for calling in. Great stuff. We'll, we'll all be waiting with bated breath as potentially some major Power 5 college football decisions are going to be made this very week. Um this is about to be, I believe, a week like no other. And we shall see what happens. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. It's monumental, John. It really is in the world of sports uh, in the last hundred years. It's, it's incredible. 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 And you and I will be all over it. And once again, thank you for calling in. It was great to have you. We appreciate your perspective. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Thank you, AP. And as always... Thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. <laughs>